Hey, Will. Hi, Tizzy. How are you? I'm great. I'm really okay. looking forward today to talking with Liz Schmidt about her experience with WaterSmart Florida. Will, what sort of background information do we need for today's interview? Uh, okay, so WaterSmart Florida has a tagline, which is water safety is everyone's responsibility. WaterSmart Florida is called WaterSmart Florida. But throughout this interview, you're going to hear me call it Water Safe Florida. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, again, not a professional podcaster, but it's called Water Smart Florida. I, I think the only really important background for folks to know is that there's Water Smart Florida, which is the state level group, and then there's Water Smart local groups throughout the state. So you may hear us talk about Water Smart, uh, you know, Broward County or Water Smart Central Florida or something like that. So just know that there's water smart at state level and there's water smart at the local level. And with that, let's get our conversation going with Liz. Cool. All right. So let's go ahead and get started, Liz. Um, it's so wonderful to connect with you. And um, we're very grateful for your time and, and sharing um, a little bit about your experience and, and what's going on in Florida. Can we start off um, just with some introductions? Would you introduce yourself and give us a short um, intro to you, who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, yes, my name is Liz Schmidt and I've been involved in water safety uh, for uh, most of my professional career. I actually started my, one of my very first jobs with teaching swimming lessons in my local community and working with um, within my aquatics department. I then have also been a part of a, the swim team in high school. So I, water has always been something that I've been surrounding. Uh, surrounded. Um, my um, one of the biggest connectors that I have to water safety and drowning prevention is actually within my family. My father ran a, a nonprofit organization called the Trident Foundation in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s that did search and recovery of drowning victims. Um, and as the president of this nonprofit, he was uh, going to sites all across the country uh, searching for, for drowning victims, whether it was in boats or um, swift water incidents in the ocean, um, you know, just a whole magnitude of different drowning incidents, but it was always very well connecting um, water safety in my life. And so um, fast forward into my career, um, my biggest start in water safety came when I was at the YMCA um, in South Palm Beach County, which is in the Boca Raton, Florida area. And I was hired to help them start their community water safety initiative. And I was uh, brought on to, I handed a binder and kind of said, here you go, run with this program, let's get it started. And so I connected with um, other water smarts or other uh, water safety coalitions from around the country um, and looked to see what we could do in Florida and learning that there was not a whole lot going on in Florida with water safety with an exception of Broward County. Um, they were doing a lot of work at the time and, and still do great things. And so working really closely with Broward and some of the other people throughout the state of Florida, uh, we worked on water safety. Uh, currently, right now, um, I actually am a consultant. I have my own consulting form of organization called Above Board Consulting, where I do uh, consulting for Water Smart Florida, uh, as well as for other nonprofits, uh, water-related and non-water-related. And then I do a lot of boating safety. So my other world right. is in right. recreational boating and working with uh, working with those boats and in a bunch of different facets within my consulting firm. And so I'm always. Uh, pushing boating initiatives, uh, water safety in terms of education for boaters, as well as life jacket usage. That's great. 
Thank you, Liz. Yeah. Can you provide a snapshot history of WaterSmart Florida? Yes. When was it formed? Uh, anything you know about the catalyst or motivation to get it going? Absolutely, yes. So WaterSmart Florida was formed in about 2015. And this was really an initiative that um, myself and some colleagues at the YMCA were talking about and how do we find some partners to make sure that we're not duplicating efforts throughout the state of Florida. And it really started with looking at the local level. Um, and, and I also have a little bit of an emergency management background. Um, so I, my first, first, first career was actually in emergency management. So I always look at in terms of when you solve an issue, you have to start at the local level and then you work your way up. And so we looking at the state of Florida have these these water smart task forces that we had water smart Broward, water smart Palm Beach had formed. And so looking at what are the other ways we can connect the community. So in 2015, uh, we, we launched water smart Florida. The goal is, is to connect these, these county water smarts together and they all would feed up into the larger water smart Florida. It also allowed us to bring other partners to the table like the Florida Swimming Pool Association, the American Red Cross. So we have some larger entities that also sit on WaterSmart so that we can really work as a team so that we're not all in our silos. Um, and so we started uh, our first year, got off the ground with our strategic plan. In 2017, we were able to receive appropriation funding from the state of Florida. So we were uh, the first appropriation funding for drowning prevention and swim lessons that the state of Florida ever passed. And it went to the Florida, Florida Alliance of YMCA's. And uh, so we utilized that money under the name of WaterSmart to re-grant that out uh, for essentially two main purposes. One was to local communities to do water safety lessons, to physically do lessons. And that was to pretty much any entity that had swimming instructors. So whether you were YMCA or community center, as long as you had certified swim instructors on staff, you were able to apply for a grant. Uh, the second part of that grant was also to organizations that wanted to start their own water smart coalitions in their local community. So whether that was a county based or regional based in the state of Florida, we had kind of two, we took the money and had two different buckets. Uh, so from that, we were able to then build up our coalition to the folks that received grant funding from us were also members of water smart Florida. Um, I would say moving forward, we, we, did not, we have not since received appropriation funding. Uh, we had some issues in, in the state of Florida. Um, you know, the tragic Parkland shooting really affected how funding was spent in the state of Florida. A lot of money that could have been gone to initiatives went to school security. Uh, very important cause, absolutely. So we have not received funding and then COVID happened. So then we did not receive funding. So we are at the point now of looking at kind of being able to move forward with um, with receiving some more funding. So right now we've really been self-funded through the organizations that come and sit at the table that are able to offer up assistance. And so everyone kind of puts their hand up and says, I know somebody that can do this, they'll do it pro bono. We can put together this dollar amount um, towards something. So that's how we've been able to kind of move forward in this, uh, this post COVID world. Liz, that is, yeah, it's such a great snapshot of um, where, how, how you basically have gotten to where you are. But, and something that really sticks out to me is the incorporation of the local groups, because that is one of the areas where I think um, the counties and even the regions of Florida are really strong, right? So you've got 
coalitions in loads of different counties and you've got the South Florida and then Central Florida, right? So um, can you talk to me a little bit about what happened when all of these groups from different regions got together? So maybe, maybe um, if you could describe what the benefit was and if there maybe was some challenges in um, getting all these different groups who had been operating independently for a long time at the same table. Yes. Um, so the benefits are just resource. We had the opportunity right. to use resources from different counties, whether that's a physical thing that someone else had created that then we could duplicate and use in other areas, or if it was programs or events, uh, communications materials, um, that sort of thing. Also connections. So somebody had a connection to um, a particular person or entity in their county that they worked with really well, we were able to leverage that and use that in other counties throughout the state. I think the biggest thing that I've always emphasized in WaterSmart Florida is it, it is at that local level um, because one of the challenges is everybody is so um, proud of their local work. And we don't want to take away from their local work. What we're doing is we're amplifying their work throughout the rest of the state, but giving them ownership. So that was a big thing, um, making sure it wasn't like WaterSmart Florida isn't coming in to take over the work you've done and the years right. that you've built in your local community. We want to take what you've done and amplify that so that right. other communities in the state can use that. Uh, also, Florida um, has some very, very wealthy communities and some very, very poor communities. And so we know that there are some communities that will not have the capacity to have their own coalition. And so if we can support that. Palm Beach County is a good example of that. Um, Palm Beach County also supports Hendry County and to a degree Okeechobee County. Some of these smaller, not as wealthy counties we just do the work for them in Palm Beach. Palm Beach County has the resources to get them those, that stuff but it's under our, you know, it's part of part of WaterSmart Palm Beach. Um, so that was something we did at local level when I ran WaterSmart Palm Beach County. Um, I think the, um, I mean, just another benefit was being able to have um, the level of uh, contacts, uh, especially in the American Red Cross, for an example, or the YMCA. These are large nonprofit organizations, and most of the local people hadn't really ever had the ability or the opportunity to connect with um, you know, an executive level individual within those. And now we're all sitting at the same meeting talking about how are we able, how are we going to solve this problem? Um, and so I think it, it opened up those lines of communication um, and was able to, to, to get people more passionate about doing their local work. So tell us a little bit about what are the main outputs or activities your uh, WaterSmart Florida is involved with? Yes, so our main activities would be uh, awareness and through communication campaigns and um, as well as essentially support to these local communities. So we will work to put out uh, co-branded press releases um, around certain different times of year. Uh, we will also put together letters to legislation. So because we are a entity that operates underneath essentially the Florida Alliance of YMCA's, we are able to go and essentially lobby um, or legislate to educate. So uh, we we will do that. So we'll put together letters and support those legislative initiatives. Um, right now, we're working on a campaign with um, connecting with tourism. So that's an area in Florida that we see that there's no group currently working on. 
is getting in with the tourism board, getting into the airports with water safety messaging. So we're working really heavily on that in the airports as well as in the hotels. Um, so being able to have water safety education resources and materials inside the hotels um, and making sure that we're doing it in a way that's, that's interesting and um, complements, you know, people are on vacation. So we're, we're working to make sure that it's something that people are going to look at and not just say, oh, okay, that's something we, you know, we don't have to worry about that. So. Those, those would be the main things we're working on now. That's great. Can I ask um, a little bit about, because you mentioned tourism and uh, the YMCA and American Red Cross have been heavily involved. Who are the players? What sort of folks are involved in this coalition? Yeah, so we have... Um, we we do we, we work pretty diligently to make sure that we have a representative from each uh, county or regional water smart as a part of that. Um, so that individual is anybody from a parks and rec representative to a YMCA, um, aquatics director or executive director to, um, parks and rec, they kind of represent the Red Cross at the local level because most of our parks and rec departments do Red Cross swim lessons. Um, and then we also have representations from the Florida Department of Health, um, both at the local level within some of ours, as well as the statewide level. So uh, Safe Kids is another big entity that we have sitting at the table, both at the local level and then state level. And um, we also have hospitals. So we have a few hospitals um, that have, we have one over in Naples that is very involved. And um, we also have Broward Health is also very involved, um, being able to push out information and things like that. So uh, the cool thing is, is we have these local ones and then we have the state representatives as well that both sit and do, do the work together. People are able to kind of feed information up and down to each other. Yeah, that's super helpful. Um, Florida, much like California, has a very well-developed, mature, and robust ocean safety um, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. yes. Do you yes. have uh, the surf lifeguards and, and kind of the ocean safety people uh, involved? Yes, we, we do to a certain degree. Um, in Florida, we've had a little bit of some changes in terms of how that's it's run um, on their side, uh, mm -hmm. some leadership changes. So we, we are actually getting back into having them be more involved. But um, I would say about two years ago, they were heavily involved in, in WaterSmart. So yes, we're, we're getting back to that now, yeah. Cool. And on that same note, uh, for Florida, WaterSmart Florida, uh, do you focus on ocean as well as pools and lakes and rivers? bathtubs what's what's Canals. your scope in terms of yeah yes yes so our i would say our our heavy scope is is going to be that pool um and particularly we actually focus on that backyard pool um because of the amount of, of backyard pools we have in florida um my my big initiative that I bring to the table for me is I, I'm always bringing the boating safety. Um, and that's an area that I think we as a state could do a way better job of working towards um, promoting safety measures in that area. Um, but we, we do open water as well. We know that the beaches are, are an issue, um, especially at certain pockets of the state. Um, our beaches are have higher drownings than in other areas. So um, we, but we don't focus as much on rivers or inland bodies of water as I think we could be. Um, I think that is definitely an area for us that we, we not it's not overlooked, but it, it just hasn't been an area that we focus on. But Liz, we'll 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 do it all. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Liz, <laughs> would you share with us? Um, 
since the incorporation in kind of 2015, 16, what do you see as some of the biggest successes that uh, uh, Water Safe Florida has had? Yeah, I think um, just bringing that recognition to water safety and the need uh, for water safety awareness in local communities, that's been the biggest. I also think we have been able to find some of these smaller communities um, that aren't a Palm Beach County or a Broward County um, who are doing some really great work and being able to amplify some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, we have a county on the east coast of Florida that has a program where they have police officers trained to be water safety instructors through the Red Cross and then those wow. police officers do a program and they volunteer and they teach kids how to swim. We know that that's not necessarily a model. We can't just say everyone in Florida should do that. That's going to work. We know that that's not going to work, but this is a, a, you know, not as largely populated county. It's smaller community, smaller town. It works in that town and there's other areas that that could work as well. So I think that's the other important thing to look at when we look at successes is it, it looks a little bit differently. And I, I'm always one championing that a blanket um, answer isn't going to work, especially in water right. safety. Um, right. And so right. if we can have some options and go to communities and say, here's some ideas, what might work in a community of your size, or depending on the funding that you have available, and those sort of things. Yeah, especially in water, a blanket answer is not going to work in water safety, and especially in really complex, big, diverse states. Yes, right? yes, yes. Mm -hmm. One of the big initiatives that was really, really being pushed back in 2014, 2015 was uh, water safety swim lessons in schools. And it's just one of those things where we, we talk about it, we bring it up. It's all, you know, it's one of those forefront things, but we've had heart to heart conversations amongst the Water Smart Florida team and amongst the leadership team um, within Water Smart Florida that it's like, this is probably not going to happen in Florida. We have just massive, large school districts and just the coordination of that and the logistics of that and everything. And, and you hear some really awesome stories. I know there's a school district in Idaho um, that gets all of their kids swimming lessons and stuff like that. And they're probably, you know, a tenth of the size of Palm Beach County School District or Broward County, right? And so it's awesome and it works for them, but we have to look at different initiatives and different ways that we can reach the community. Um, but it also could work in Hendry County. Hendry County is a smaller community, smaller, you know, so yes, absolutely. And how about challenges or barriers? Um, I think one um, challenge or barrier is, is making sure that we check stuff off a list. <laughs> um, I think working with a group of just the, the size and the scope in the state of Florida, which is just so different, um, making sure that we're moving forward, getting stuff done. If we hit roadblocks, um, we're moving past them. Um, COVID has really changed for everybody how we do our work and, and how we're able to accomplish stuff. I would say two years ago, we were very heavily into those family events, family festivals and fairs and, and pool safety days, and things like that. Um, I will slowly get back to those, but um, we've, we've had to kind of retailer the way that we're getting our messaging out um, because we're not able to ship materials to a, a pool who's having a, a water safety day or a family day at their facility. So um, that's been a challenge just with everybody. We've all had that is how are we, how do we re kind of evaluate the way we get our messaging out. Um, one of the other events that we have done that we've we've redesigned is our symposium. So we do a, a water smart symposium where we bring a keynote speaker that's not, that's usually we try to make it Florida related, but we've had a couple that haven't been. 
Um, but we've had Florida, people who are doing things really well in the state of Florida, being able to talk to, and we're focusing on a grander group. Um, so the challenge of that is, is we used to have it in person and now we've switched to that virtual. Um, so some of that networking has, has kind of died off um, and those contacts and things like that. So hopefully we're, we're being able to get some funding back and, and work towards doing that in the future. So let me ask a follow-up question there because I think you know COVID aside, it is difficult to keep people engaged in this sort of work over the long run. Um, yep. And you are in this, you're in this interesting spot where you've been around for five, six, seven years. So the initial um, novelty of the <laughs> statewide group has probably waned a little bit. What recommendations would you have for groups who um, are maybe in a similar space? Or, or I guess the question is, how, how do we keep people engaged in this over the long run? Absolutely. Um, I would say two, two main, two tips I would have is have a leadership committee. Um, that's going to be something that maybe in the beginning is hard to vet because everyone, everyone, like you said, everyone's excited. So everyone wants to be on a leadership call. Um, but we have the week before the water smart all call, we have a leadership call and there's about five of us, five to six of us that are a part of that call. Um, and so we, you know, we, we basically started it as a way to set an agenda um, and, and, but that has really turned into the conversation I just explained I had today about, okay, we need to start looking at other ways, um, because, you know, you can kind of see that enthusiasm waning. Um, so that leadership committee has really allowed us to keep things moving forward. And as we've had entities kind of jump on and jump off, we're able to kind of keep moving forward, but then kind of pulling those entities back in like the ocean rescue. Um, the other one I would say is have a strategic plan and look at it frequently. We have been successful. I feel one of the reasons is because we created a strategic plan and we continue to go back to that plan um, and say, what are we doing? What are we completing? Okay, that's not going to work. Let's re revise this. Um, and doing that in the beginning, almost at a yearly basis. I think for the first three to three years, we updated our strategic plan every single year. Um, then we went to a two-year plan, but uh, we're probably going to have to go back to a year plan, at least for the next couple of years, as we kind of re redevelop um, in this new era. So, um, but that strategic plan, I think, is huge. Um, just giving yourself a roadmap to how are we going to move forward and, and making sure that stuff doesn't get left on the table. Super helpful you, and great. Oh. Yeah, great. I was just going to say super helpful and great information, mm -hmm. right, is a good leadership structure and a plan. Yeah. Um, when you created the strategic plan or when WaterSmart Florida created the strategic plan, how did you involve all the various members? Yeah, so what we, we first invited everybody to share their plans with us. Um, and so that was, that was a big help in terms of being able to look at what were other communities um, priorities and, and what were other people working on and accomplishing. And then we were, we connected with a few of the larger water smarts um, to, to say, okay, what worked, what hasn't worked? What should we even, what should we not bother with in your opinion? And so we were able to collect feedback in that way. Um, and then the, the larger group was water smart is um, we actually had kind of a brainstorming session of what, you know, what are people's top five and how can, you know, and, and it's interesting you take a look at that and, 
people have got their top five and they might look slightly different than this person's top five, but they're kind of the same. So then we were able to kind of make sure that we had initiatives that resonated with the local communities that were sitting on WaterSmart, as well as the other industries that's, that sit in on it with as well. So we're making it relevant to everybody and something that everybody feels that it's important work for them to do because they have a piece of it um, because it aligns with what their local initiatives are. I really like the way you continue to bring things up from the local level, from your members. And while you talk about having a leadership committee, you're still very driven and engaged with your members. Yes, yes, yep. That's, I think that's, that is just, that's the key that's made us successful. And I also think that's the key that's made us relevant. Local communities want to work with us and want to promote Water Smart Florida and the resources that we've helped provide because we're going to amplify them and the work that they're doing. And yeah, whether that's a community, local, a local family foundation, an agency organization, that sort of thing. Yep. What sort of relationship do you have, does Water Safe Florida have with government, either at the local or the state level? Yeah, so we have a, a very good relationship with the with the government in at, at lots of different levels and in lots of different parts. Um, here in South Florida, we have a really good relationship with our local governments, whether it's in Palm Beach State or, or um, Broward. Um, we have worked to remain good relationships with our elected officials. Um, and whether it's with the elected officials or their staff and really keeping those lines of communication open um, and you know, having a seat at the table in some of these water safety conversations with these elected officials at the local level and not being afraid of that. I think that that's something um, that a lot of people all of a sudden they, they don't wanna get into the politics so they don't wanna get into politics so they wanna step away. It's like, that is actually really important um, in order to get certain things passed. Um, and certain things accomplished is to really have those conversations with your local officials. At the statewide level, we have the same thing as well. Um, we work with Florida Department of Health on the statewide level. WaterSmart Florida is part of the Florida Health Improvement Plan. Um, and so we sit at that, at that table um, and we, we were put on that through creating those connections with the Florida Department of Health as well as with Florida State Kids. Um, and so we sit on, you know, on that task force with the drowning prevention. Um, it's essentially a committee within WaterSmart Florida um, is the Florida, Florida Community Health Improvement Plan through the water safety. So um, I would say we have a really great relationship. The other aspect that we've really tried to do is, is introduce legislation and put Water Smart Florida's name on the legislation. Um, not necessarily in the title, um, but in the letters to senators or congressmen about the um, whether it's an appropriation bill or whether it's some type of legislation that we're, we're putting in or supporting too. So if somebody else is putting in legislation that has a water safety um, positive effect on water safety, boating safety, drowning prevention, we will go ahead and circulate a letter that's signed WaterSmart, but also includes all of the local entities or organizations that can be and, and will be a part of that letter. So really staying relevant in that, um, I think has been really important. And then we also have, we work with the Florida Swimming Pool Association, which has a big presence within our, our legislator in the state of Florida. And so working closely with them uh, has really been helpful in getting us into some meetings and getting us connected. And so not, I would say the biggest thing is not being afraid of that. Um, I see that as a pretty common fear as people wanna stay away. Get in, jump into that. You're a statewide entity, you've gotta work with the state officials. That's great advice. Speaking of advice, what 
would you say to a newly forming water safety coalition? Yes, yeah, so I, I would say my, my advice um, would be to really work to find who those people are in the state who are doing great work and be open and be creative in who sits at the table. Um, I, I take a look at some of the, the local foundations, some of the people that we have. We have some people who work in Miami-Dade who are water safety instructors who are they have their own businesses, but they do some amazing work in water safety and they're part of Water Smart Florida because they can help us amplify messages. Um, so take a look at, don't just pigeonhole yourself into Parks and Rec, YMCA, Red Cross, you know, really take a look at who are some people that are passionate about water safety, are doing the work already in their community and can help support that at the statewide level. And, it, and, it's, and it's an out of the box um, thinking um, and, and Florida's a big state, California's a big state, um, sometimes going to them helps. So if there's people in other parts of the state who can get in the car and drive to that local community to go meet with those people one-on-one, -on -one, I know we built a lot of really great rapport um, and we're able to build trust in a lot of these communities by me just getting in the car and driving over to Tampa and meeting with the folks over there or Naples or wherever. Um, and, uh, and doing that, and you know, that takes a lot of you know, legwork but, and commitment, but that really helped us set the groundwork. I mean, I haven't you know, done that in a couple of years now, so because we, we built that coalition. Um, so I think really doing, putting that lead work in and making sure you have the right people at the table um, and taking a look at the state and making sure that WaterSmart reflects your water safety activities in your state. And I would say we are probably, we're, we're pretty good at that. Um, I even say we could do better um, at, at Florida, at our water smart representing the water activities that happen in our state. Um, but I think that that would be really important to amplifying a message. You, can you just clarify what you mean by that? Um, make sure that the coalition reflects the, activ the water activity happening in the state. What does that mean? Yes, yeah, so I take a look at Florida um, and I take a look at what are activities people are doing near or around the water. So we have scuba diving activities and snorkeling activities. So having representatives from those areas apart, uh, fishing, we have lo you know, lots of fishermen and fishing and fishing activities. Uh, the biggest one we're working with right now is the charter boat industry um, because day charters, hourly boat charters, boat rentals with captains, um, that's a really big has really exploded during COVID. And so having those folks um, be aware of the work we're doing and how they can help us um, and how we can help them, you know, vice versa. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of an example. So what are, you know, what are some of those activities in the state um, that, you know, obvious or not so obvious, but having representatives at the table is important. Super helpful. Liz, this has been a really informative discussion Thank you so much. It's funny. I mean, the last question was about advice that you would give to a new coalition, but I think, I think like every answer that you had today was full of great advice. So again, uh, thank you so much for your work in Florida um, and for, for your willingness to come uh, with us today and share some of those lessons. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This is great. I love sharing this work that we're doing. So um, yeah, any way that I can help other other areas, you know, do this work and, and maybe do it better, that would be awesome. So thanks thanks for thinking of me and, and having me be a part of it. You're awesome, thanks, Liz. Liz. Thank you. And I'll awesome. see you tomorrow.
See you tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Ladies. Bye.